0: or like get a coffee mug at the coffee shop and switch to steel straws which you all definitely heard on the last podcast
1: (laughs) chloe's always like aline really glass jar steel straw (laughs) so loud (laughs) sorry chloe
0: accident
1: podcast hosts on purpose this is what you get when two canadian women who come from completely different backgrounds serendipitously meet in a brooklyn apartment
0: This is Accidental Friends with Aline Deggian and Kristen Mandela. This podcast is brought to you by Viv. They're an incredible company that creates eco-conscious period products like pads made of bamboo fiber and tampons made from organic cotton. So if you would like to support us and you need some new period care, head to the affiliate link in our show notes or our Instagram bio.
1: All right, folks, folkies, Uh it is the day before Earth Day. Mm -hmm. And as some of you may know, I don't know how much the crossover, how much crossover there is in my audience to this audience, but I am fancying myself a little bit of an environmentalist.
0: A little bit. A little bit.
1: (laughs) Aline fancies herself as someone who loves me who's an environmentalist.
0: Exactly.
1: So by proxy. (laughs) By proxy. She's an environmentalist by proxy (laughs) and just a human being that knows what's going on. So Mm -hmm. we thought we would take the opportunity today to have like a very... I would say like intro, fun, yeah, non-intimidating, kind of open chat about what's going on with the sustainability movement, especially going into Earth Day, and just answering some of those questions that people maybe feel not so comfortable asking because they think that everyone knows them, if that mm-hmm. makes sense.
0: And also like I, we're, I'm saying this, like we're coming from, you know, like I eat meat, mm-hmm. I eat, eat dairy products, like mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Kristen, as many of you know, again, I don't know if people do, but you know, she's vegan. And so like, I just wanted to look at this episode kind of from a perspective of like someone who wants to like make, I guess, like a small impact or Mm -hmm. an individual impact Instead of, like, being like, well, I can't do anything because I'm just one person.
1: Right. Or I can't Um, do anything because I eat meat or I can't do anything because I like to travel or because I do this. I think that's, like, a really big topic that we want to dive into. And I think it's going to hopefully make people feel better (laughs) because I think that's what we both aim to do at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. I think it – I think it will because I know I always feel better after I'm, like, okay. Even just, like, one small thing. Totally. One small thing counts. Okay. So, um – what can we as individuals do?
1: (laughs) Asking like the biggest question. (laughs) So how do you solve the climate crisis? can
0: we solve this? Yes,
1: I'll give you a step-by-step plan.
0: I guess we can start with like, what is the easiest and simplest way um, an individual can take action? If they have never done anything in their life to like towards a sustainability or environmental movement or anything like that, what is like the first thing that you would tell people and be like, okay, hey, this is where you would start?
1: Okay, so it's a, it seems like a really simple question, but I'm going to preface it by a few things. So okay. I think the question matters. It, it's going to be answered differently depending on who you are, where you are living currently, um, what your socioeconomic status is, kind of how you yeah. move in the world. Like your position in the world will definitely dictate, I think, the urgency with which you should approach the climate crisis. Me being a white, privileged wealthy or like i guess like familial wealthy yeah. person i f- put a lot more burden and urgency on my shoulders as somebody that just by and large living in a city and moving the way that i do in the world is creating a much bigger impact in the world than somebody say that lives in an urban or a rural environment sorry who mm. is just like not um kind yeah. of polluting and 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 having the same carbon footprint mm-hmm. that i would have so i would say speaking as somebody that's in the city who has like a pretty decent means by which I live, I'll answer from like that perspective. But I'm not going to answer from like obviously anybody else's perspective. So So answer
0: from the perspective of like me who lives in the city, likes to Mm -hmm. travel, eats, like doesn't put, you know, like any kind of environmental restrictions, I guess I should say, on what she eats.
1: Yeah. So Um, I think within that that framework, I think it's super important first and foremost to understand that Um, we should never be holding ourselves to a higher standard than we hold corporations that are much more responsible for the climate crisis. That was a big mistake I made. And you were there for like many of these like kind of chapters in my life where I was like, I can't go out for a coffee if they don't have like for here cups or I can't do this. And I was really restricting how Mm -hmm. I lived because I held myself to a higher standard than like everybody. Like there's no room for fuck ups. There was no room for making plastic waste. Mm -hmm. And it was really unsustainable and really honestly – um, limited my capacity for fun, so I think if we're living within a framework where like it's still, you should still be able to like enjoy your life. Yeah. Um, great things that you can start doing is understanding where you hold your money. Um, there's a few really big banks that are very responsible in terms of how much they invest into the fossil fuel industries. RBC is one of them, um, mm-hmm. which is I like one of the top. I think that. one of the top four or five in North America in terms of their investing yeah. portfolios. So if you, for example, have like a large amount of investments or you just hold your money with a bank that you feel like doesn't align with your values, a really powerful first step is to move your money to a bank huh. that actually cares about uh, the ethics behind where they're putting their money because that directly impacts um, supporting these industries and and upholding these industries. There's billions Holy, of I dollars that are upholding no these idea. industries. Yeah, it's such a it, – it's kind of one of those things. It's a little annoying. You have to be on the phone a little bit, whatever. But in terms of long-term – action and long-term effect it has a huge impact obviously living in like a capitalist society where our money moves Uh matters and I think that's where I think a lot of change can actually happen in terms of like monthly contributions like I give $15 a month to Greenpeace that's all I feel like within my budget right now that I can give but I think that's also a really great place to start is supporting with monthly donations to organizations that you know are doing really great work and it also not that I'm saying it like washes your hands but it's kind of like a nice thoughtless, you know what i mean? Like it's yeah, just yeah. really nice to be like every month this i know i'm contributing to something. Yeah. Um and then other super easy things. I, I used to get lost a little bit in like the you can't eat meat, you shouldn't eat this, or you shouldn't do this. I yeah. i really don't feel like those things burn the same fire for me anymore. I don't mm-hmm. i again like i do think that there's ethical ways now um to interact with the earth that like involves uh, consuming animals. I didn't feel that way for a really long time. um. But I think when we look to like indigenous cultures and the ways at which like you can have a symbiotic relationship with the earth, I think it's really kind of privileged to come up and be like, well, you can't have any – like there's yeah, there's yeah. no ethical way to do that when I am not – like there, there are situations in which like I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Or not. you yeah, know what yeah, I yeah. mean. Like there's, yeah. there's things that I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, what? No. <laughs> yeah, uh, much to my own dismay, sometimes. But <laughs> I think that that's definitely true. And I think in the peak of like my veganism, I was like, there's, no, there's no way that you could convince me otherwise. And now I'm like, there's lots of different ways, um, mm-hmm. in which I can, I see indigenous cultures interacting with nature that involves consuming animals that I feel is much more respectful than me going down the shop and getting like a plastic bag full of like coconut oil, tapioca, fake cheese. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, think that yeah, yeah. that's more in touch with nature than whatever I'm doing. Um so I Interesting. think letting yourself off the hook when you're in a system that is kind of designed for you to be over consuming mm-hmm. is okay. I think okay. what's more important is like how we vote, where we put our money, how we interact with these systems. I think those are more important than like your everyday actions and you getting a coffee cup. If you feel like it's in your energy and you know, you have the energy and the mind space to be like, I'm not going to bring – or like I'm going to bring a mug or I'm going to yeah. bring takeout. I think that's amazing and it obviously does make a difference. Mm-hmm. But when you look at – not to get too like in the statistics, but like 100 companies are really what are – the drivers of the climate crisis it's not really you going to get a coffee at your coffee shop down the street
0: yeah totally Um,
1: and i think the more that we like unburden ourselves from that guilt and not be like you like that means that i'm like a bad person or that means like fuck it the climate changes like climate crisis is too overwhelming like i can't do do anything i think we have to like take that off of our shoulders you know what i mean and instead be like actually i'm just gonna like make sure that my representatives give a shit about the climate crisis by sending a simple email or calling. Like your MP or whatever, you know what I mean. Like those are things that mm-hmm, I think have mm-hmm. more of a lasting impact, if that makes sense. Which is okay. so different than what I was a few years ago, to be honest.
0: Totally. And so, okay, just as like
1: yeah, I went on a tangent. New,
0: yeah, so Sorry. A, a little, but that's mm-hmm. okay. So I get. It, I've I get it. heard a lot of this stuff before, so mm-hmm. I kind of was like, as you were talking, I was like, I'm gonna summarize.
1: Yeah. That with this perfect. Chat.
0: So if like the individual thing, initially I actually kind of thought that you were going to be like, you know, like take your takeout and like mm-hmm. um, take cutlery with you and like your water, blah, 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 all that stuff. So really like what we can do as like first steps as an individual is like see where our money is going, including mm-hmm. banks or like even companies that we invest in, stocks, yeah, any kind of definitely. stuff like that. Um, and that was one of them. Another one is obviously give ourselves grace for all of this stuff. Like, don't think that it has to be an all or nothing mindset with it. Like there's a way to do it and actually like, you know, all of that stuff, like be part of it without feeling like you're not making a difference at all just because you're one person. Like Mm -hmm. every little... Individual effort counts, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, I'm actually losing my thought. Oh, no, email okay. your like like get MPs involved in and, the political like, process. Get involved in the political process
1: mm-hmm.
0: um of it, so that people that actually have a voice—I say actually have a voice—but like people who are in like positions who are meant of to represent you and you in
1: your voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: position like public positions mm-hmm. can speak on it,
1: and then donating and, monthly. Oh, my that's last what one. I was yeah. going to say.
0: That was the last one. Was that a good summary, you think?
1: I think that's a great summary. And I think yeah, I get overwhelmed because there's like so many tangents that I can go down, but I I won't. But I think that those are great things to start. And I think you and I have talked about it before. I think especially when I was really mm-hmm. deep in that like, yeah, bring your own cutlery or like getting a little – I would get a little mm-hmm. tense if people were ordering red meat around me or I'd be like, oh, that's like such a bummer. Like don't mm-hmm. you care about the environment? And now I see it as like why are we, yeah, holding ourselves to a higher – standard than we hold the companies around us that are, like, directly yeah. responsible for the climate crisis. That being said, I do think it matters in terms of, like, where you put your money, and I think that's why mm-hmm. you should be voting with your dollar and really being – if you do have the privilege to, like, donate or just, like, um, not give companies your money that don't give a shit about the environment or you, like yeah. Shein, any of the fast fashion companies, oh, fast any of that fashion, stuff is I'm just, like, like, really a great way to cut out.
0: Which is, which is awful to say – like, just to go on the fast fashion mm-hmm. – tangent, I guess, but like, like I shop so much at Zara. Mm -hmm. I will say that obviously, which I know is fast fashion. However, when I buy pieces from there, like I buy pieces that I've had in my closet for years on end, Mm -hmm. like years and years and years, I'm usually going to these places to buy things that I'm going to have. For a really long time as opposed yeah. to having just like a really um, – Like
1: super circular clo- – Or a circulating yeah. closet where you're like kind of getting rid of things and all the time. I,
0: and I realized I was at the mall a couple weeks ago and I noticed that like I – I think I went into H&M for a little bit. I mm-hmm. bought one sweater. I haven't shopped at H&M in years. Mm-hmm. And I bought one sweater and it was from like the men's section I think it was. I don't know. Anyway, it was a, it was like a sweater that I – have already worn a million and one times, yeah, but I noticed that like a lot of the stuff in the women's section is just like you can honestly like pick it up and then it'll fall fall apart totally. and I'm like looking at the men's section, and I'm like, oh, your stuff looks like a it's more um like just like pieces like t shirts and like everyday pieces that yes. people could like wear more staples as opposed- staples that's what I was looking for, yeah, so like more staples in the closet than like. You know, these, like, stringy dresses and shit that I'm mm-hmm. probably going to wear once, and it's, like, honestly going to rip as soon as I put it it's on my body. It's too bad that, like,
1: w- women's fashion, I found, has, like, gone in that direction of, like, looking a little bit more cheap, and I don't think that's by accident. I think that's by design. Yeah. I think that's how, like, Fashion Nova and mm-hmm. H&M and Old Navy and Shein and all these companies have, like – yeah. They, they make a, an incredible amount of clothes every single week and they put thousands of items on their website every single day, specifically things like Fashion Nova and Shein. Um, so when
0: when you say, when you talk about like where your money is going, like that is also I part mean, of it. It's of not course. strictly yeah. not like just in investments, obviously not everybody investments invests. are, but like yeah. looking at like companies like, I, like I've never shopped at Shein, even right. though sometimes I'll see shit that comes up and I'm like, oh, that yeah. looks so cute. And I want it so bad, but mm-hmm. I would never buy it because I never want to su- – like I can't imagine supporting. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I think it's so funny because it, she is it. far and away worse than Zara, but I also don't want to take Zara off the hook, but I don't want to also slam you because totally. I do know. But I think it's really important. And there's somebody that I follow. Her name, uh, I think her account is like activist or activism or something. And she talks all about clothing all the time. Cool. And she says it's so much more important – um how you shop than where you shop so if you're gonna buy from a fast fashion brand with every intention of wearing the jacket like you have an amazing zara coat that you wear every year and it's gorgeous and i know that you're gonna keep it for a very like we're gonna have to rip off of your cold dead body pretty much um i think that's so much more important than really getting into like like yeah. shaming you for buying something from Zara. Like I think if you really because are going to buy something forever, I think that is important. That being said, I do think in general we have gotten into a very consumer habit of buying things very quickly totally. whenever we want them. And I think that's something that we need to definitely shift away from.
0: I do agree. And I think that also like because I, – I mean I don't know why we're on this clothing tangent. But because – No, it's important. Higher quality items that like you know pay their workers and all that stuff higher wages actually cost more because obviously the cost is going to come down the line of course so for people that it's like not in their budget to buy
1: yeah absolutely and i think a big argument too is also size inclusivity a lot of mm -hmm. smaller brands that are sustainable and ethically made often yeah. aren't as size inclusive because they're just a little bit yeah. more limited in terms of their scope especially if they're starting out and I know that that's where brands like Fashion Nova and Shein get a lot of love from folks in the plus size plus size community where they're like I can wear jeans for the first time in my life yeah. and I think it's really a shame. I don't I don't think that there that means that there aren't sustainable brands that are also size inclusive totally. because obviously that's super important. I just don't think they're getting the same press. Yeah. But I don't think that means that they should still be allowed to like basically have slave labor obviously. But you can understand if you've never been able to shop at a clothing store that's had jeans that fit your ass Mm -hmm. and make you look sexy and feel sexy, Mm -hmm. I can understand why you would want to buy those pants. Of course. You know what I mean? So it's like – and this is – when it comes down to it, the people that own these companies should be the ones held at a higher regard, not the individual that wants to feel good in clothes. Mm -hmm. Like it's not their fault necessarily for wanting – like especially if they don't know the harms that these companies are doing. Like just because they want to look good.
0: Just as a question, like mm. when we take our own um, water bottles and our own mm. coffee mugs or like get a coffee mug at the coffee shop and switch to um, steel straws, which yeah. you all definitely heard on the last podcast.
1: <laughs> Chloe's always like, Aline, really? Glass jar, steel Did straw? It's <laughs> <laughs> so loud. <laughs> Sorry, Chloe.
0: Oh, man, I tried so You're hard. You're an eco-lover.
1: You I get am it. an eco-lover.
0: <laughs> but all of that stuff, does that – actually make a difference or are we just kind of like buying into the
1: I think yes and no I think it doesn't make a difference of course over the course of your entire life like if you if you go get a coffee every single day from Tim Hortons or from Starbucks Mm -hmm. you're having let's say 200 to 300 non-compostable coffee cups that are going to go into the landfill over the course of your life that's easily thousands and thousands so I think obviously those things make a difference I'm just saying that. Do I think that we need to be stressing or shaming ourselves or feeling like, fuck it, now I can't, I have no reason to try because I do this coffee cup thing or because I do this? No. Because yes, I think okay. if you breathe air and you like clean water and you want your food to be nutritious, I think that gives you more than enough right to be a part of the climate crisis. And I think that's why I look to people like you, where it's like, you don't want to, like, culturally and just like in general, in terms of your love of food, mm-hmm. you're not interested in restricting. And mm-hmm. I have all like i I have no qualms with that. I used to for sure
0: mm-hmm. with
1: everybody, not just you like yeah, I yeah. thought like if you knew me oh. and you knew my position, I'd be like, haven't I made a convincing a convincing enough yeah. argument? <laughs> you know what I mean, and now I'm like yeah. every single person is different, and if for you, it looks like changing your investments, donating every month, and every once in a while I'll forward you an email link to like fill out or whatever. I think that's wonderful because I will at-
0: say though too. Like, even just being around you mm-hmm. and even Chloe now, too, mm-hmm. like my habits have, have changed. Definitely. Where it was like, but it comes my, from a non
1: judgmental place, I mean. Like, it wasn't no, coming from totally. like a, oh, I guess I have to because Kristen's coming. No, over. it just kind of was like, huh,
0: interesting. Mm-hmm. And also, it's like when we, for example, when we went to the cottage last summer Mm -hmm. and we were like we're just gonna eat vegan food. It's not like I was like, oh my God, I need to buy a steak and a couple of burgers. Right. And like some bacon for breakfast because I can't like for that whole weekend. (laughs) Yeah, for that whole weekend I ate vegan and it wasn't it was amazing because also you guys are are great cooks. But it's like made me more conscious of like having you know, a dairy-free breakfast maybe, or like right. a dairy f- or like a meat-free lunch and dinner. Or I notice that some- there are some days now that I eat vegan all day unintentionally. Totally, It's just like how I'm And I think that's and- such a
1: more um, healthy relationship with food because I have yeah. friends that also have had eating disorders in the past or deal with disordered eating behaviors. And like they've tried to go vegan or they've tried to like restrict their diet for no. environmental reasons and it ends up being really unhealthy and they're so yeah. upset with themselves. And it's just like. Hey, that's – we need people to feel the most themselves to move around the world and to be positive bright lights in the world. And if that's taking away from that, then we don't need you to be doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like I think – I just think sometimes we get lost in how we categorize and compartmentalize things. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, they're vegan check. They're this check. They're this check. Oh, now they're like they're allowed to talk about sustainability or they're like Mm -hmm. they don't buy anything from fast fashion. Like I'm ticking all these boxes. Therefore, it gives me like some sort of right. But I think truly everyone is just by virtue of living on the planet is allowed to have a voice in this. And they don't have to be perfect or even really all that super involved. And I think that's the one thing that I really care a lot about is – making people feel like they can actually participate in the conversation even if they don't necessarily feel like they're like super sustainable or eco yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. you know what i mean
0: um another thing i really badly want to talk about because mm-hmm. um is like protesting and all of that Ooh, stuff yeah because i am extremely claustrophobic yes. and i had something happen like a few years ago that mm-hmm. has just that confirmed essentially my claustrophobia um not a not a, not
1: a huge crowd of- uh, crowded crowd gal
0: yeah no I can't do it mm-hmm. um so if people are not into protesting like when there are these big protests or walks and stuff like that if they're not into that like how can they participate are there ways mm-hmm. that they can participate or is it like
1: yeah of course how do, how do be, that's such a, good be a question? Part of I love that question because I think it's so important that like I think sometimes those things can be – they can be very performative and they can make you feel really good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're like, I'm in the streets. Like I'm doing this thing. But they're really not for everyone and I recently had a conversation with somebody, um, my friend Artie. She runs an account called Forage and Sustain and they share a lot of environmental information and she was like, I've never been to a protest they really scare the shit out of me. Like mm-hmm. I can't be around all these people. Yeah, they
0: really freak me out.
1: Yeah. And she's always had this weird like twinge of like, well, am I really doing anything if I'm yeah. not going to these things? And a hundred a hundred percent you can Like I think one thing is social media is such a powerful voice. And I think if you're even just like sharing things yeah. that have to do with it, it's really powerful. And I think also one just,
0: sticks out in my mind so much. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it happened like like the event i'm talking about for me was like the raptors parade from oh. 2019 oh, that just God. kind yeah, of like was really mm-hmm. yeah messed, like with my head mm-hmm. and i think pretty soon after like i want to say a few months later there was a protest and i know all of you guys went and i was like oh i want to go cuz i like want to yeah, support you and i want to support all of that stuff and i was like but i f- i can't be there like it actually mm-hmm. Will really freak me out, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll like hyperventilate I'll be more of a detriment to the cause right than or to the group <laughs> than I will yeah. like be you know a mm-hmm. helper so um, I remember spending so much of my time like trying to share as much as I could on social media, mm-hmm. and like there's there's obviously like accounts that I follow that I trust to share the information, so like anything that you post, I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, that's very sweet, yeah, I know that it's like, vetted, <laughs> vetted. Yeah. And thought out. So I'll totally like, share it or repost it or whatever.
1: Something I just thought of. And I think it's actually advice that you gave me where it's just like when I was voicing some concerns that I had about my voice in the sustainability space and you're like, well, mm-hmm. nobody else is you. So like, why yeah. are you worried about sharing content if it's like it's you? So it's obviously just mm-hmm. by virtue of that, it'll, it'll be unique. And Mm -hmm. I think that translates so well into the sustainability movement in terms of like nobody is like you. So Mm -hmm. whatever skills you have – you can so easily use them for good within like reconnecting with the environment. So even if it is through food, even if it is through meat, like whatever it is, Mm -hmm. if it means that you're now going to local farmers markets and communicating with people and getting your eggs fresh from whatever. But like if you are a foodie or if you're into tech or if you're into shopping, you know what I mean? Like it's so easy to take these things that are unique to you and that you really care about and bringing sustainability into those things rather than Mm – seeing sustainability as something that's like on the outskirts of you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. outskirts of our life. I think it needs to be integral to how we move in the world, even if it maybe doesn't seem it like needs it needs to
0: be like part of our just like our daily
1: Yeah. I think we're and so lives. disconnected from nature. And I think that's yeah. the biggest, I think goal in the sustainability movement is to mm-hmm reconnect with nature because like if you had never seen a certain type of tree before and they're like oh my god this is like the last tree of this type like it's and you're like oh that's like that's obviously really sad but if you had that tree in your backyard and it was like where your beloved family dog was buried and like all of your emotional memories were in that dog or into that tree's memory and like the existence of that tree you would obviously be like I'm Devastated by the impact yes. of this. Like, I need to protect this tree. Yeah. And I think that's where the disconnect is with us right now is like, we're mm-hmm. seeing this mass deforestation or forest fires or like drying up of riverbeds or any of these things. And you're like, wow, that's really fucked up. But we don't see it in our own backyards. And to be honest, mm-hmm. we won't, we will far later than the rest of the world because the like, central and south america most of the middle of africa southeast asia like those are the regions that are going to be far more hit by the impacts of climate uh climate change and the climate crisis rather than like we will bear the brunt of it far later when things are more extreme just by virtue like by by where we are positioned but i think we need to think of it more like that if that makes sense
0: yeah no totally like
1: this is gonna eventually hit our backyard (laughs)
0: Have you seen the movie Don't Look
1: Up? No, I can't. I honestly okay, can't yeah. watch. No, Nature. I don't I can't think watch you Dragon can. They no. actually give me incredible debilitating anxiety, and I'm like way less anxious now in general. So I'm like, yeah. Everyone's like, Don't wow, look wow, up. This movie fucked me up. I'm like, cool. I won't be watching it. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, don't watch it. Honestly, don't watch it because okay, there's I like, won't. anyway. It was. It was. It's that interest, though, right? Like it's like, just everyone basically. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's did exactly. Did you see that like, interview?
1: Sorry, we're talking over each other. But do you see the interview on TikTok where it was basically comparing a, the Don't Look Up news program? That's exactly. Like, that's actually exactly <laughs> yeah. what I was gonna say, and I was yeah.
0: like, it was literally a side by side of like that girl, and then like the Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence.
1: Right, and they're just like, oh no, this is really happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's truly yeah, yeah. fucked up. The it's, media is so culpable in terms of the complacency that we feel and one thing i wanted to touch on in terms of because we were talking about feeling really overwhelmed and like oh well what the fuck mm-hmm. can we do if like a hundred corporations are to blame for this right i think oh i just lost my train of thought <laughs> i got so excited about what i was thinking um but what i wanted to corporations. say
0: corporations
1: yeah okay shit chloe can just cut us on this <laughs> but she definitely I, won't just I feel to keep, like, like my every, brain is literally making that like IBM like the dial-up I feel like right
0: every now. episode has like at least one like Chloe can cut that can out clear, and then you, it's you, always kept in the episode so Chloe I I encourage you to keep this in the episode to okay, see people fine just to, to see my brain for, just overheating for people to hear Kristen. There's steam coming out of my ears <laughs>
1: Basically. Well, we both had very long days also, and we were like, okay, let's record. Brain is <laughs> not functioning. Although yes. Alex is very cute right now, I must say. Oh,
0: my God. Stop it, girl.
1: Skin is glowing. Um. um okay, sorry. So feeling overwhelmed, yes. I guess, like, there's a few things that I wanted to touch on, but I think the one thing is, is that, like, as long as there are people that care, there will always be humanity in the world. Like it's not like there's actually going to be an asteroid that comes down and hits everything and and destroys everything. There will always be people that care and therefore there will always be resistance and resilience and Mm -hmm. communities that will come up. I just think our life will obviously be transformed and be a lot harder. I just think this idea of like losing hope and thinking, well, fuck it, it doesn't really matter. The companies that profit off of the climate crisis really um, are relying on that. And I think I, I posted a reel about that the other day where it's just like, Mm-hmm. There's literally documents that are coming out of like memos that these corporations are putting out where they like literally are waiting us out because they know that they can make and maximize profit when we feel the most apathetic and the most kind of like well the world's going to going to shit anyway so why does it matter what I'm eating? Why does it matter what I'm buying? Why does it wow. matter what my cars do or whatever the fuck? Mm-hmm. And they really rely on that apathy and that mm-hmm. lack of in or that lack of action in order to keep on going with the status quo. So I think the yeah. most important thing for us to understand is that like we can't burn out and that also means taking care of ourselves before we look externally. And that's something that I learned and that's when I had that huge burnout was because I was trying to like fix everything else around me without actually realizing yeah. that like in order for me to be my best self for others, I like I need to be my best self for myself first. Yeah. So if you're dealing with some hard shit, you know what? There's people out there that are helping with the climate crisis. You What's just... that
0: phrase? You can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. But it's you so can't true. like we do anything or help that. when Yeah, you can't do anything or help anyone when you're when you yourself have zero to little energy. So Totally. And, and I
1: think Yeah. It's so
0: easy to get overwhelmed with all of the information that like floats around and especially too with like it feels like every other day there's something new happening in the world and like that you should really be like putting all your effort and all your energy into like caring about this and caring Mm -hmm. about that and it like gets really exhausting and really overwhelming
1: yeah Um, it's called compassion fatigue it like burns you out from feeling like you have nothing left to give people and then you kind of just go into a defeatist you know what i mean like it's like holy shit well australia there i remember at the beginning of last year it was like the Australian wildfires and then the British wildfires and then the Amazonian wildfires. And then I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I actually think I might hide underneath my bed for a little bit. Like, holy shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, my God. I remember that. So, okay. I also wanted to ask just because like, you know, we've been talking a lot about all of this environmental stuff. What is like some good news that's happening or like what are some positive things I love if that. If there are, hopefully Oh, there are
1: so many positive things. And I think that's also something that's very damaging in the media is that only sharing the negative stuff that gets the clicks. But if you do surround yourself with some accounts, there's a few that we can maybe put in the show notes like yeah, Eco please. with Nico um, and Consciously L. Some friends of mine, virtual friends, obviously, but friends nonetheless, that share overwhelmingly positive eco news in in an attempt to inspire people to kind of keep the ball moving in a positive way and not in like kind of that negative, oh, fighting for our lives way. And I think there's value in both. But I do think especially right now people need to know that we are going to be okay. We just have to make some pretty drastic changes and mostly these corporations do. But in terms of really good eco news, like I'd have to look up some to be honest, but maybe I can just share some of those accounts and people can go look because in terms of like reforestation efforts, in terms of technology helping to clean out uh, trash from rivers and waterbeds and things like that, like it is pretty incredible, the ingenuity of people and – I think it's really important for people to surround themselves with hope because I think as soon as we get dis- disillusioned to feeling like there's like we're kind of fucked, that's right when we stop trying. So I think mm-hmm. being very mindful of what you bring onto your feed, mm-hmm. it can really impact how you move yeah. in the world. Nice. So I don't have any stats, but I'll I'll link them and then we can put them in well, the show notes. Up-
0: and does do you have anything off the top of your head? You know, you mentioned a couple of like accounts that people can follow too. Mm-hmm. For there's for, so like, many
1: great accounts I, for all I'll that. Bunch, yeah. Do
0: you like not to say that? Like, do you get all your information from Instagram and TikTok, or like, are there other resources that you use to stay informed? Are you like any newsletter, like anything like that? That people are like, you know what? I just kind of want to learn more about it.
1: Yeah, it kind of depends on how people. Um, consume media. Obviously, TikTok and Instagram has become such a huge hub for sharing like yeah. very digestible, almost too digestible yeah. facts. So I'm like, have I even gone through this entire carousel without yeah. <laughs> before I'm sharing it? You know what I mean? Um, so I would say I really like subscribing to organizations um that I feel are trusted. So I donate to Greenpeace, for example, uh 350.org. They often have newsletters where they'll send um like kind of mm. snippets of what's going on. There's a few others, again, I'm like completely blanking, but that I follow well, and I get Well, add these all to the we'll show s- notes yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. So because for anyone that wants to. I think it's a really nice way in your inbox. Sometimes, obviously, it does. Um, they're trying to often get donations, so they obviously aren't always mm-hmm. showing the great things, but they do often show what the money is going towards, and I really enjoy seeing kind of the good that people can do because we're so incredible. Like people are so sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really cool seeing all the good that can be accomplished when we're actually trying.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, so as someone on the receiving end of all of this. Yeah, information, I've just been
1: talking at you. Jeez Louise.
0: I just kind of I feel like we used to do this old school in our old episodes or debriefs of like a or whatever. Like a debrief mm-hmm. or like a summary. Um, so I thought I would try to summarize as best as okay. possible what we talked about so that for those of That's us that so are smart. not in the climate,
1: like it's you know, not on your for you page. <laughs> it's
0: not on my for you page. It's not what my TikTok looks like. Yeah. Unfortunately, mine yeah. is all manifestation witchy stuff. I can send you I some love. <laughs> I'm almost scared to do that. I know. But. Okay. So as individuals, what we can do is obviously make donations to organizations like Greenpeace that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see where your money is invested, like banks, RBC being the big one that you mentioned mm-hmm. today. That's just the one just to see like my head. The what Canadian they, wise that
1: I know is really yeah, bad.
0: Like where they put their money and if it's, you know, like Because their money peace. is
1: your money. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so where they're putting like if they're helping corrupt, I guess, corporations, if you mm-hmm. wanna say it. Um, and also not just that with like clothing and fast fashion companies, not to say that like, before you go shopping, do your research. I think that what I want to look at the way that I would even say it is because honestly, like taking in that information, it's not like I'm going to go to the mall and be like, okay, next time I go to the mall, I need to research every single store that is in that mall to see which ones I can shop at. But if you're, if you're, if you are buying something that. People have a general idea, like the mm-hmm. Zara's, the H and M's, the Forever Twenty mm-hmm. Ones, the Urban Outfitters. All of these, all of these stores that, mm-hmm. like you know, us millennials and J- Gen Z and all that stuff, get our clothing at. um Just be mindful of what you're buying, and if you're going to be using it for years to come, if you mm-hmm. can use it multiple ways, and it's not just like a shirt that goes with one pair of pants or one totally. skirt that you have. Like, and if you can thrift. Also yeah, great, like of course. that's a great option too. Um, I just and, thought of one
1: thing before you finish. Yeah, sorry, it, it just um, exactly what you said stoked a little thing in my brain, which is I think the the overcomp- like the overarching theme that I want to get across that I don't think I've done a very good job at yet <laughs> is just that we need to slow down in general and not just slow down how we mm-hmm. move, but also like how we consume, how yeah. we think about things, how we interact with each other i just think once we we shift to a little bit more of a conscious way of being in terms of like do we really need this i remember hearing about the story of this um clothing store i think it's in uh no it's in amsterdam and they ask you three questions at checkout before you can buy a pair of their they they sell denim and it goes do you know what this this is made of okay um do you really need it and do you know what you're going to do with it when you're finished with it And once you answer those questions, they'll like continue with the transaction. And that's kind of those three questions sometimes I bring into just general purchasing habits. Like do I really need this? Do I know anything about it? Do I know who made it? Do I know what it's made from? And then do I know what I'm going to do with it after? And I think that goes for like even trying to shop more locally and just asking ourselves like Mm -hmm. do we really need this before we do Mm -hmm. these big purchases? Because I think sometimes we just get caught up in the excitement of life, especially with the world opening up more. Yeah. We just get so fucking excited. I know. You want to shop and, like, yeah, look you're like, cute and all good. that stuff?
0: Totally. Um,
1: but I think that we, like, as much as we need to get, our, get ourselves off, off the hook, I think we do in general need to slow down.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that a yeah.
1: lot. hmm Thanks.
0: Um,
1: I totally interrupted you.
0: <laughs> no. I'm actually, like, we have a bit of a list in front of us, so I'm, like, trying to think of the – Oh, protesting. If you don't yeah. want to be part of these protests,
1: there's so many. Totally that you fine. Can do. Yeah.
0: I'm on your side. i <laughs> you won't you will not catch me at a protest. Because right. I just like my fear won't let me but do it. But you would be
1: sick on the phone. You'd be killer like, on the phone or in an email. Oh. Like, if there yeah, was like yeah. something that came Heck up yeah. like a, a vote or something. Yeah. It's honestly so you'd be surprised. Like your reps email, are there for you. You
0: know, your representatives mm-hmm. share stuff on social media from reputable sources. Mm-hmm. Don't just like click share without knowing who you're um, – Like, sharing the, the information who you're from, sharing.
1: For sure. And
0: also, like, you know, if there are little changes in your life that you can make, like my <laughs> steel straw. Sorry, Chloe.
1: <laughs> Chloe. Had to yeah, that of in course. There. Those things – Like, my steel straw – like,
0: the not my steel straw. Don't take my steel straw. But steel <laughs> straw, your coffee um, tumbler, your water bottle, all yeah. of that stuff. If you go to – honestly, if you go to a coffee shop and – if you have even like ten minutes to sit down and sip your coffee, oh. I know the aesthetic of like taking a to-go coffee cup, walking There's around with your besties, and taking about some pics with your little. Mug oh my god! Though. Yeah, it's a bit that of a main character so, thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's just so European to me that I I'm like, I love it. Mm-hmm. So like, I try to do it as much as possible. Um, so just I love like that. little, and it brings
1: you a little bit closer things. to nature in that slowing down. I think.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, as you're talking about cutting down trees and stuff, sorry, yes. I just actually had a had a thought. <laughs> okay. So of uh, you were like, ah, oh, they're not in our own backyard, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So at my parents' house has that is that we've lived there, like my parents have lived there for th- almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a massive tree in our front yard. Like this massive, beautiful, beautiful tree. And I think it was, like, along our entire street. Like, I, the reason I love my parents' neighborhood so much is that there are really big,
1: mm-hmm. beautiful
0: trees. It's true. It's so nice. And so um, they had to cut it down because something, the roots were, were. Doing something. something. Was, yeah, something. So they had to cut it down. They replanted a new tree on the, on their front lawn mm-hmm. on my 21st birthday. Aww. literally it was planted on my 21st birthday so every time i go i'm like i know that plant i know that tree is has been with you now your whole almost 10 years old yeah in june on june 18th <laughs> it will be 10 years old it is Aww. literally the day of my birthday it was planted that. and so i'm like that is Are the coolest. <laughs> it's just like the l- coolest thing to me ever. I, think that's I don't no idea why. Every time I see no, that little tree so like special. grow, I'm like, oh, look at you! You're like 10 years old, and then in 20 years, you're gonna be this like big, massive tree Ugh. with like really deep roots, and whatever. It's just I think it's a it's a really cool. I thing. love I don't that. know what that has to do with this. No, like, but that is I think that's you know? so important I'm because like, when you
1: think about the environment and you think about something that matters to you, like that comes up.
0: Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. It's a really cute signature. I think if everyone had that
1: connection to something in nature, I think we would all feel a little bit better.
0: I think so too. Well, thanks for enlightening us, Chris.
1: No problem. My last word is that we need to stop listening to – no, I won't say we have to stop listening to, but I think we need to really be listening to indigenous – educators yeah. and voices mm-hmm. the most because those are the people that have been telling us about how to solve the climate crisis for literally decades yeah. so as much as I love that I'm part of the climate movement I get 95 percent of my knowledge or inspiration or anything it's all from indigenous creators that have been doing it for mm-hmm. ever so it's part I will of their culture also f- to
0: take care of our land like
1: yeah of course um yeah the shepherding and and the kind of protecting of the land is mm-hmm. integral to so many cultures that we mm-hmm. have done a lot of damage to um, yeah. and that's like yeah not even getting into the whole other side of it but yeah I totally. will also link a bunch we'll, we'll do a bunch of show notes this will be yeah. a big show notes episode because I follow show notes, incredible yes, indigenous please. creators that I think are so awesome so
0: send it to us and and we'll add them to the show notes mm, we'll hopefully and maybe we'll, we'll do, try we'll, to even we'll, tag we'll, them on instagram yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that So.
1: You guys can just
0: directly follow them Mm -hmm. and be, I guess, like informed yourselves. But don't be overwhelmed with this. Like anything that can be done, just like once a day.
1: Yeah, and just get into nature more. Start. Yeah. Thanks for listening to me absolutely ramble.
0: No, this was great. I always it was
1: I, fun. I feel like now think I'm thinking fun. about all the things I should have said, but that's just how it, my whole brain works all the time. So I just
0: <laughs> think there's, there's there's a lot to cover. There's a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us, like we don't know anything. And I would include myself in that category. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying a lot of us. I'm like, I don't know that much. I yeah. think like, I, like my extent is... Is actually, like, I went to a coffee shop today and I got a mug. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, you know, I'm going to be sitting here for hours. We love that. Or, like, I just, you know, like, a new water bottle. Like, all that stuff. Even though a new water bottle. I shouldn't say that. But whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. I have, like, a nice water bottle that (laughs) I can now... (laughs) I love it. Take with me ever.
1: <laughs> my emotional support water bottle is always on my desk.
0: Literally, I'm so I love mine now. I love my new one. I love but that. But just like little things that you can do. Yeah. Anyway. And we can
1: diversify diversify our feeds a little bit more. I think that's going to be a huge yes. piece as well.
0: Always really helpful.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, well, I love you.
0: Love you. Thanks for this. Thanks
1: to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> This has been Accidental Friends with Leanne and Kristen. This podcast was created by us and produced by Chloe Jackson. Thank you so much for listening. You can check us out on our Instagram at Accidental Friends Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, share, and please leave us a review. We do be loving reading those reviews.
0: We love them. And
1: we've read all of them so far. So maybe yes. post another one there for us. Yeah. We love you. See you on Thursday.